0: You're listening to Solid Sound and joining me online is Finn aka Dolphin Boy. How are you, mate?
1: Yeah, not too bad, thanks. How are you?
0: Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Uh, so we're talking tunes, right? We're talking tunes and we've got 15 tunes here and you've crammed them all into an hour. That's what I like.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it's a bit difficult. Usually I'm cramming way more into an hour. My stats are ridiculous in that
0: sense. <laughs> I love it. I love all that. That just total mayhem. Total mayhem, yeah, absolutely total mayhem. So his first tune is, at, what's this, DVI Resonance?
1: Yeah, DVI. She's a producer from America. So I've only recently started getting to this sort of stuff. I first heard a mix she did for Third Free Network. They're a, um, a label, well, like a mix label from America. And they do all sorts of futuristic style stuff. And yes, this tune is obviously quite futuristic style of jungle. I'm not sure you'd actually describe it as jungle, but uh, on her profile it says Rhythmic Variable Waveform Composite Solutions as a genre. And I've no idea what that means. But it's just basically just loads of like, Japanese-influenced video game, ambient, synthy, y stuff. But yeah, it's really, really cool. So a lot of
0: the times you probably heard back on previous interviews, i have be saying to people, oh, so what, what style of music is this? What genre is this? But I don't think I'm gonna do that with you because <laughs> this whole selection you've got on it, it's just, it's just what I, I don't think you can call it. It's chaos music, right?
1: Yeah, basically everything just chucked into one tune.
0: <laughs> so you're known for several different things, right? I think uh, Nightcore for total sluts is probably one of the most interesting projects you've got going at the moment
1: thanks yeah well there's nightcore total sluts never were a more recent one Pirate pusher and also obviously dolphin boy nightcore total sluts i started a night just over a year ago in bristol just for nightcore and stuff and then um i was organizing my second one when the uh, lockdown came um and i had all this energy that i wanted to put into it but i couldn't so i just thought why not make a label out of it? Yeah, that was only about a year ago, and it's blown up since then. It's been really good fun. I've had loads of artists release on it already, it's been, yeah, it's been sort of my main project that I've been working on the past year. It's been, yeah, really good fun. Loads more stuff to come.
0: Yeah, I've only recently got into like nightcore in the last year or so, and uh, it's quite the most undescribable music. I mean, there's no way to describe it other than undescribable. It's like pure energy, high tempo, chaos.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. There's so many different types of genres that go into it. You you can't really say if someone goes, "What genre is that?" It's just like, well, the closest thing you can describe to it is basically just bootlegs, high energy bootlegs.
0: See, the thing with a lot of rave music is you can say, oh, yeah, this derived from this, and you can trace the roots of this type of music to this, you know, like Psytrance came from Goa, or, you know, Goa came from Trance even, and, you know, you can look at everything, like even hard tech, you know, you trace that back to techno, and, you know, maybe the influences from or whatever. You can do that pretty much with every genre. But Nightcore, I'm at a total loss. Like, where the hell did it come from?
1: I, I may be completely wrong, but this is my understanding of it. It's that there were... Um gamers that basically wanted faster tunes while they're gaming so they were, so they basically sped up all their favourite tunes to match the sort of tempo that they're at when they wanna when they want to game so they could go faster. And then it evolved on YouTube into an artist called Nightcore. He basically just did exactly that. And then it just grown and grown and grown into a genre which is basically just speeding stuff up. And then recently it's turned into NXE. NXC is basically the new style of nightcore, where it's just taking any sort of tune and just completely mashing it up, but usually with that high sort of energy feel to it. But it's all quite sort of broad, and you can't really stick too many labels on it. But yeah, it came from yeah you know, gamers really, I think.
0: Yep, Colts. So this tune, which we we're gonna miss because <laughs> I was keeping an eye on this because all your tunes are like two minutes long. Danny Stranger, Bandwagon. What, tell me a bit about this. Why'd you pick this?
1: Danny Stranger is Audio Gutter. It's his alternate alias. And then he released his first album on Michael Potato Sluts. And this was one of the tunes on it. Yeah, it's just like, it's really strange type of production, but you can really tell it's Dan. But yeah, he's got a new um, release out on Off Me Nut, but has Audio Gutter, which is the same sort of vibe. So yeah, go and check that out.
0: is like two minutes long so you're already on to Gasoid and DJ Gamecube make you feel I mean maybe I should just stop talking and just let you just do all the talking <laughs> so we so, can so get it all in right
1: <laughs> yeah yeah Gasoid is the owner of Weird NXE which is another one of the top like sort of Nightcore NXE labels going at the moment we just did a release with them um, called Pareo Corp like Nightcore for lots back to back not weird NXE called Pareo corp. He's been a real help with me, uh, Gasoid, when starting up my label and stuff. He's given me so much tips and advice and been a, yeah, a really good guy. This track I thought was quite a good representation of what new NXT style is. It's like cute, high energy, sort of kind of weird. But yeah, I'll shut up for the drop because this bit's yeah, iconic, I reckon.
0: Yeah, it's a great combination of, like, you know, breakbeats, kicks. I mean, it's like, I would call Nightcore, it's like bangers on speed.
1: 100%, yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a good way to describe it.
0: No fine quality drugs like cocaine, but, you know, gritty speed with, you know, <laughs> big crystals of sugar in it or whatever, yeah. <laughs> a bit of a mess. Oh, uh, man. And of course, a bit of Japanese game music or whatever.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: This is a quality one, like Radiohead Idiotech, on its own, is a pretty good tune. Uh, I love it? that tune. Yeah, same. When I saw Yeah Buzz do this remix, I'm like, oh man, what a perfect combination, Yeah Buzz, on, on what is already a pretty good dance track as it is.
1: 100%, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he manages to do it so well. It's quite a difficult track to make a dance remix, though, I would have thought. You'd need a specific type of person to be able to remix that and actually pull it off, and yeah, Johnny was definitely the perfect person to do it.
0: He's quite a deep thinker, I think, Johnny.
1: No, yeah, totally. He's not one for just going, oh, I'm going
0: to make 20 Nightcore tunes tomorrow for my set on Saturday. He'd be like, no, I'll take a month and yeah. just get this right, you know?
1: But it's great, though, because you can hear it in all of his tracks, the amount of effort and, like, deep thought has gone into it. Like, all of Yeah Buses' tracks, every time one comes out, you just know it's going to be good. You don't have any sort of doubt. Absolutely agree. But yeah, Omni unit played this tune out. Alright. Oh, so I heard, which is pretty impressive as well.
0: So what label advice did you get and what advice would you have for anybody starting a label other than don't start a label? There's too many digital labels out there already.
1: Oh there are aren't there? That's what I was worrying when I before I started mine. It's like should I? But you gotta put that sort of energy somewhere if you've got it. I got lots of different advice,
2: but I think the main one that stuck out for me was really take care on every little
1: thing you do. I'm still not really living up to that just yet, but with all the artwork, with the write-ups, with tune selection, obviously, but everything that you do, just really like take care of it because people can really see on the other end whether you've like where you take care of it or not. But I still need to work on that quite a lot because I feel like with my label at the moment, I'm. Um, some of it may seem a bit rushed because I've just had so much work to do but um, yeah, that's it. advice that I could pass on which really means something. Yeah, just make sure every little detail just think about so much.
0: I think sometimes people you know doing underground stuff might go oh yeah it's a punk ethos diy so it doesn't matter if it's a bit rough around the edges but i think everything you do you know certainly myself it ain't going to be totally professional because there's only so much time i can spend on things but i want to make it absolutely as prime mint as possible like
1: yeah i definitely need to take a leaf out of my own book in that sense but it's definitely advice that i, I value
0: that's good advice yeah, see this one, we've got loads to talk about now because, you know, this this track's like five minutes long, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so you're in Bristol. It must be hard to keep your head above water in Bristol, given that just about everybody in rave music is in Bristol, right?
1: It's funny you mention that because I, well, I moved out of Bristol about a year ago. When living in Bristol is, is intense, it, it's amazing. Like, there's so many musical opportunities and stuff, but yeah, you're right, keeping your head above water is a, is a difficult one when there's just stuff going on all the time. i since moved out back to my hometown up in Melbourne, which is near Worcester or Hereford, if you live in Melbourne. Since I've been here, I've just had a lot more sort of time on my hands, which I've been able to put more into my music, and, and it's I think it's shown over the past year. Like even though I was living in Bristol before, and that's the perfect place for music, living in the countryside of being able to have so much more of an output, which, you know, people in Bristol still listen to my tracks, I'm still getting booked in Bristol and stuff for the, the future. So, yeah, moving into the countryside was a good move for my musical stuff, but I'm sure I'll get back to Bristol at some point.
0: Especially with the last year that was in it, I don't know about you, but I thought, oh, you know, this COVID thing only lasts a couple of months and then it'll be grand. So I think anybody that made the wise move to move out of a city to perhaps more more convenient, there's no point living in Bristol if everything's on lockdown for 18 months.
1: Yeah, definitely. A lot more wholesome as well. (laughs) It's nice to catch up with lots of old friends and family too. Every
2: day of my life, every day of my life, Every day of my life. Every day of my life. Every day of my life.
0: So, we're starting off with DJ Rashad. Every day of my life, this is
2: sort of footwork, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, yeah, footwork. DJ Rashad is like the top dog of footwork, in my opinion, and I'm sure many others. He was like one of the sort of pioneering artists that sort of properly introduced the rest of the world to footwork, especially in England, I know of, I think. The album Double Cut uh, was like, I think, pretty much one of the main albums that did that. He's one of the founders of Tech Life, which is uh, one of the main sort of footwork labels. But yeah, he died in 2014. It's like a heroin, Coke, and Xanax overdose, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've never really been sort of affected by an artist's death so much as his. It's like there, there isn't many artists which I can find which I have the same vibe as this. It's just, well, perfect in my opinion. And it is actually really, really, you know, it's really affected me when he died because. Double Cut definitely got me through a lot over the past few years as well. It's just, you know, when you get one of those albums that just completely sort of vibes with you. Yeah. He was one of the main inspirations why I started my Neverwork alias, which is all footwork. So I thought I'd definitely got to include a bit of DJ Rashad because it means a lot to me and it was uh, sort, of, he's sort of the reason why I've got a Neverwork alias now.
0: All right. I spell it never work as well, because that's
1: that's without any vowels, right? Um, It's N-V-R-W-E-R-K, so there is one vowel,
0: but yeah. Ah, yeah, because work has to be spelled W-E-R-K, doesn't it? I've no idea why, but that's (laughs) the way it is.
1: Just accept it and move on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Because
0: you've got a number of styles, you know, obviously, you know, footwork is one you're known for, um, but like the hardcore hard tech sort of stuff I think Dolphin Boy was uh, probably how I first sort of came to know you because you did a guest mix was a, a good while back and it's one of those put it on the car and play it loud mixes you know
1: yeah Dolphin Boy was like the start of everything my Dolphin Boy list has been going for like about seven years, or so. But I started making baseline, the sort of hard tech, breakcore, hardcore, the sort of you know ravey genres. And then as time got on, I sort of felt like Golden Boy was a little bit of you know not really taking myself seriously, Alias. So I thought I might want to like you know go a bit bit more professional at some point. So I thought I'd start the Never Work Alias. I know it doesn't really sound professional, Never Work, but there you go. <laughs> um, and yes. Yeah, I thought I'd start making footwork on that alias and then yeah, just to make myself a bit more professional, I guess.
0: So would you play Nightcore as Dolphin Boy or would you have another alias for that as well? Dolphin Boy. And yeah, definitely it. Dolphin Boy. That's just the having it, having it, having it, having it large alias. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Someone should invent a genre called Base Core. What's that, sorry? Base core. Base core? Yeah, base core, yeah. I mean why why is there no genre called Base Core? I mean everything's called base something, and everything's called core something. So what a base core, yeah.
1: That's a good point. There's one of the tracks on this um, on this playlist that would definitely fit that uh, alias name, mm-hmm. uh, The Hurt Deer God Eater. It's definitely a mix between bassline and hardcore. You'll see what I mean when we listen to it in a bit.
0: I've heard of Clashcore as well. I've quite got into that, but not many people are making Clashcore. It's sort of like it's 200 BPM, very changing, like changes every eight bars sort of stuff, you know? Oh, uh, Mashcore. Oh, mashcore, Core, yeah. Yeah, there's a few different like cores
2: like that. There's just too many to keep up with, honestly. Stick any word in front of Core,
1: you'll find something.
0: <laughs> so now we're into Fat World. This tune is Brain Man.
1: Yeah, Brain Man, but pink and purple. I think everyone knows it as pink and purple. <laughs> yeah, another iconic tune. Uh, It's on the Super Vibes EP, released in 2011 on Off Minut, which is actually when I was 13. (laughs) So yeah, I'm pretty young. rave music I got into was sort of bassline but yeah when I found um, Off Minut it just completely sort of threw a spanner into the works hearing all the sort of funky weirdo tunes that Off Minut release different from any other label and it's definitely a change from the other sort of UK bassline that I found at the time this tune just stuck out so so much because it's got uh, elements of just like those grime vocals or like bassline vocals mixed with the sort of weird funky techno so it's like it's all just mixed massive genres all in one track and it's just you don't really hear a lot of stuff like this.
0: I think everyone knows where they were the day they discovered Off Me Nut. Yeah. <laughs> it's, one those, it's one of those labels, you find it and you go, oh, that's an interesting tune, what label's that on? Oh, this thing called Off Me not. Oh, OK. Well, let's have a look on the catalogue, and you're like,
1: two days later, no credit card balance left. No. <laughs> when you're into Raid music, it definitely does change your whole perception of Raid music, finding Off 100%. Teachers is a genius as well, all these different aliases. Without a doubt. I'm sure that's been mentioned lots of times on this Talking Tunes.
0: Every time. Almost as much as talking about Square Pusher.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, I, get, I get Titch on here one of these days. I get Titch on here one of these days, but uh, I think he's quite a private person. I don't think he likes uh, interviews. Yeah. Which is understandable, like, you yeah. know.
1: Well, I'll be looking forward to when that happens. I'll definitely be listening. Yeah, definitely interested to hear what sort of tracks inspired him.
0: What goes on in his mind?
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: Love Beeps. Beeps, beautiful. Yeah,
1: Beeps is my What's friend. Why because
0: you tune out? Like, <laughs> what was it that made this tune stand out compared to all the others from Fat World?
1: I do love all the old sort of Fat World baseline stuff, but the fact that this is baseline, but also loads of different genres combined, like that sort of weird halftime funky techno stuff that's going on at the moment, I really don't know what you call that, but it's just like, I really, really rate genres which switch up quite a lot because I think I've got quite a short attention span. And... Um, I, I need lots of chops and changes and interesting things to really keep myself sort of focused on that tune especially to be able to listen to a tune over and over again since 2011 it's got to be sort of special I do rate the old bassline stuff as well but when it's sort of like first drop and the second drop kind of changes up a bit my attention spans just you know I'm just kind of yeah lose interest when it's when it doesn't have that sort of chop and change ness to it
0: absolutely yeah yep. Yeah. Looks like you saved me again, and your voice. I remember
2: now. You were at the party. Listen, can I ask for your help?
1: This track is Eva Boy beat the shit out of a person. Eva Boy is like a sort of alias from a guy called Brandon Lowe from California. Sort of makes a footworky, jungly, housey, hardcore, cutie sort of stuff similar to DVI, but a bit less sort of computerized. I chose this track because this is the sort of genre that I've been getting into quite a lot recently. It's just, yeah, footworky, jungly, cutie stuff. Eva Boy's got a band camp just absolutely full of full of these sort of tunes as well. So it's been fun, yeah, having a look through all of those.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of names on here I recognize straight off. A lot of them I don't recognize at all. Eva Boy would be one of those
1: people that I don't know, So yeah, go and check it out, like, you know. I've only known either boy for like a month as well. Completely new to me.
0: I like anything that is like that sort of footwork and style, the stuff that mixes it up. You know, I think Nightcore is quite cute at doing that sometimes. Taking that style, jungle footwork. Those combinations as well where it's like, you know, 170 BPM yeah, uh, and it's just super choppy but still got that sort of Footwork vibe. There, have some amazing tunes.
1: Yeah, Footwork's really been sort of creeping its way into other genres the past three years or so that never had that before. Like um Footwork Jungle's definitely becoming really big in the UK. There's loads of artists which are really pushing it, like Sherelle for one and like Samurai Breaks. I'm really glad that it's creeping its way into other genres because um, yeah, it's one of my favourite. But yeah, this is a good uh, example of that.
0: Yeah, Sherelle is doing some amazing stuff the last couple of years. Totally. Probably longer, but uh, certainly last year or so i've been really tuning into the mixes
1: there's that boiler room set which really blew up did you see it at bank face that's 2020. 2020 no i didn't oh no no i didn't
0: oh man you missed out sorry to say it
1: i know i know i've been told i have been told yeah that sucks
0: i mean the set's up online so you can always go and listen to the set online anyway up on the bank face page yeah
1: um, i'm still getting to do that actually
0: So I was listening for, like that, good changes. Something that like, you know, you feel like for a minute you're sort of, ah, oh, okay, this tune's gonna be boring and it just does a switch up like that, you know?
1: Yeah, I think all the tunes that I picked today are kind of like that, reel you back in after a few seconds.
0: long you been into raves then like you said you started listening to stuff in 2011
1: so about 10 years yeah something like that yeah when i was like 16 or so i first started ravey stuff when um I was at college, and um, there's a few uh, free party crews that went to the same college as me. Rather than just going to the raves, I started getting bored and decided that I wanted to start having a mix. So I got myself a little Newmark controller and um, started playing at these free parties, Um, and then I sort of made a little bit of a name for myself in the sort of South Wales free party scene, just making playing like baseline, opening up baseline, because all that sort of free party crew never really heard that kind of craziness, the opening up craziness. Um, So it's good to. Yeah, make my name for myself in that scene then sort of uh, moved to Bristol and started getting more into the club scene rather than the free party scene and that's when my genres started um, just getting into absolutely anything that sounds good. I couldn't have a genre which I liked which I'm not making so I've just decided to just make all of them. <laughs> This tune is um, Hurt Dear God Eater. Yeah, it's Max Peak. Max is like a good friend of mine. Uh, we used to live together back in Bristol for a bit, a few years ago. He's such a funny guy, proper legend, big ups Max. I've got a lot of respect for his production style as well because same with the Yeah Buzz. Every single track he makes, you can tell it's him and they're all just sort of unique and interesting in their own merit as well. So yeah, a lot of respect for that. And, uh, I had a conversation with Max about this tune, actually. He made uh, the kicks with, I think it was disto Core or disto effects, which is really strange for like a sort of bass track, because that's a that's supposed to be like a hardcore plugin for making hardcore kicks. But like you said earlier, the bass core. he's saying that should be a genre. This would be, you know, the number one tune in that genre. Mixing sort of that baseline sound with hardcore kicks, but you'll hear it now.
0: Come no closer.
1: Yep.
2: You heard it here first.
0: God, in oh yeah, there you go. This is base core. <laughs> we just invented a genre. A virtual high five. There you go. I'm your-
1: But yeah, this was on um, Influx, I'm pretty sure, about a year ago. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure it's free download.
0: Yeah, I know he does a lot of stuff with um, Aaron at Influx. Yeah, he would have gone for this sort of stuff. It always reminds me of sort of. Probably sounds like the wrong word to use, but it's sort of like imperial music. I always think of very royal or majestic, you know?
1: Yeah, I can see that. This is a majestic track. I chose this track because, yeah, first time I ever heard it, I was like, what is this? I've never heard a track like this. But yeah, like you say, it's like bass chord, so he manages to keep the energy so high throughout the whole track as well. Like you don't lose, you don't lose interest. But yeah, I do really like baseline. but I don't think it's, it have been sort of going off it a little bit just because I've been getting into more harder stuff. And this track sort of, yeah, really sort of reeled me back in with those hardcore kicks.
0: Yeah, I kind of tend to agree with you a bit. I think baseline. I don't know, for me, a lot of the stuff I'm hearing these days sounds very samey.
1: Yeah I agree. You just need to get a, go on a splice and download the preset pack and you're sorted for baseline.
0: There's <laughs> still like plenty of people out there making quality stuff though, so
1: I, I... Oh definitely. <laughs>
0: making music yourself what's your process how do you how do you go about doing
1: it I often get asked this but I never really have a definite answer because every single time it is completely different I think with tune making I definitely definitely sort of follow my emotions quite a lot well most of the time I'll, I'll, I'll hear a sort of tune that will inspire me or I'll be feeling like really down or I'll be feeling really hyped up from an event and just absolutely go for it I never like make the drop first or the beginning first or find some good samples first put anything in it or anything like that I just literally just sort of just like pull my heart out into ableton just see what happens but most of the time honestly about 70 percent of my tracks never go more than sort of one minute what would you call it just unfinished tracks hardly any of my tracks actually come out yeah you got lots of one
0: minute idea tracks that never go anywhere yeah
1: yeah definitely
0: story of my life mate
1: <laughs> yeah i know it sucks So here we go. This is uh, DJ Hidden, the Nightmare Connector.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, DJ Hidden, obviously, absolute G of hardcore and member of the outside agency. Everyone can agree he's one of the best technical producers in this sort of scene. Every time you hear one of his tracks, it's just like the amount of layers and the amount of, uh, the, just the quality, the pure quality of each, of the, each one of his tracks, just mind blowing. Like listening to a good copy of one of his tracks on a good rig is something else. You can't help me. Um, He had to include some sort of more dark hardcore stuff in my selections because, yeah, hardcore has always been a love of mine. I had, um, well, for about two years of my DJing career, I changed Dolphin Boy into a hardcore alias as well. Um, But then I decided to make Hurt Pusher, which is like, um, yeah, another, another little alias for making hardcore. Um, and I've got my first release coming out soon on Tarantism on their first VA. Uh, it's got some really sick artists. It's like Edub, Tuskmite, Inducer, Dward, Hittori Triple Six, Salander, and like, a few more like I've noted down. But that is going to be absolutely mega, and I know uh, Joe, who runs Tarantism, will be on the show soon to explain more about that.
0: It's such a good album! Like, it just, those names alone, it's like unreal. It does deserve it, you know, yeah. Let's see how we get on
1: with that one. Mm, a lot of respect for that.
0: But yeah, look, going back to the production on this sort of music, again, you know, this sort of stuff, it just sounds like noise. But actually, when you actually understand the production that goes into it, the clarity and, you know, getting, getting it to sound good and hard ain't easy. You think, I'll oh, just turn it up to 11, add a load of distortion. Ah, oh, easy but actually that just sounds like mud.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's kind of like um, a paradox, um, making something sound distorted but extremely clean. But yeah, people that manage it manage to do it really well. I can't, personally, but um, I know a lot of my friends, like Salanda uh, Joanna, she's a new producer in in the parkour scene, but she's making some brilliant, brilliant stuff at the moment, so definitely go check her out. It's Salanda, S-A-L-A-N-D-E-R.
0: No, but the thing about, you know, promotions and all the rest of it, it's like if I was really interested in promotions and making money or making something out of this, I wouldn't be doing this shit music, I'd be doing like fucking house music or Garage or whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah, fair play, fair play. Yeah, I've got a lot of respect for you for pushing all the underground scene as well. Like you put a lot of effort in and it's, uh, yeah, big ups for that.
2: a normal nightmare
1: This is the uh, sort of flash bell, but the end sounds like square pusher or something, but it's still hidden. Or like Aphex Twin or something.
0: A lot of this sort of stuff though, I wonder how much is just the reverb doing the work. In that, the reverb, how much is the reverb doing the work, in that all you need to do is just get like a a sound of a tin opening, but if you put loads of reverb on it and just leave it on its own, you know, that whatever a reverb does all the work for you <laughs> good way to make pads yeah <laughs> someone once said um are you familiar with the white noise wash no i'm not you can cover up all your sins with a white noise wash you know <laughs> that so white noise. oh uh, yeah you can cover everything with that like if you don't know what you're doing like if you're trying to mix a mash or whatever just put and you can go into anything
1: oh i think i have heard that technique
0: if he does it now i'd be I oh, here we go now here we go now i've got to say little kevo 303 from brooklyn big up
1: yeah so 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 good absolutely crazy guys
0: pure talent love it
1: yeah definitely yeah this track is called snowball released on kitty on fire records and um, sort of great corey label from america But yeah, on this album, all the tracks are less than two minutes long, so we've got to be careful on that one.
0: He did me a guest mix a while back, a producer mix, and it's just like half an hour of all his music all crammed in. And it's just like, it's like this for half an hour. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, definitely. But he managed to cram in like a thousand tracks in that half an hour. But yeah, the time signature is really cool as well on this one. It's definitely an interesting track. I played it out on um, the Jackazid's birthday stream I played on the the other week. And yeah, definitely went off. But yeah, he's a new artist that I've discovered recently. I also found he's got a, an alias with Calculon. It's like a double alias. They're called Too High, I think it is. I might be completely wrong, but I think that's it. But they had an EP on the Dreamers recordings. They're a good label from um, Turin in Italy. They released sort of like footworky DMB, lots of different sort of styles like um, Audio Gutter and uh, Samurai Breaks have both released on there recently as well. But that's definitely an interesting release to go check out. It's like sort of um, ravey, cute-y D&B. It's um, definitely a unique style that I'd recommend to anyone
0: and there we go we talked all the way through little Kevo
1: <laughs> yeah and then uh, here's this is um, Script uh, Script's a member of Six Impala she's like a, a yeah crazy electronic music producer lots of mad shit but yeah um, it's called Make More Noise
0: So what can you tell me about Script? She's from America. I'm not
1: exactly sure where she is from in America.
0: you got a lot of Americans on this, mate. You're making a mistake or moving to Bristol. You want to move over to California or something.
1: I know. I know. Definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have considered it, but maybe one day. But yeah, I've only recently sort of discovered the um, American rave scene, I'd say, in the past like, year or so. But I, I really, really underestimated it, to be honest. There's so much crazy. Awesome stuff which is um definitely on a different level to a lot of the uh, UK stuff in terms of like franticness. Another short track that was
0: Oh yeah, that was like a minute and ten
2: seconds.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep. <yeah.
2: laughs> <laughs>
0: another Titch one.
1: But yeah, of course you've got to have some SpongeBob Square Wave in your talking tunes. Uh, this is one by one. It's really, really difficult deciding which SpongeBob tune to have because um, there are just so many bangers. So I tried to sort of pigeonhole it down into the Drill Dem EP, but even when I was on that EP I didn't really, I was still stuck for which one to choose. managed to settle on this. It was one of the classics for me. Every time i Every time I hear this tune, I just, just takes me back to festivals and cheesy friends and I don't know, it's just a r- proper feel-good Spongebob tune.
0: The mark of a good Spongebob tune, I think, is that it's actually two tunes. Yeah. And it's like the first half is one tune and the second half is another tune. And it's like, when you listen to the second half, you're like, hang on, what happened there?
1: Yeah, 100%. Whether it's just like a happy parkour tune or a donk tune, and then just before you know it, you blink your eyes and it's just like just turbo jump up. <laughs> Build was out twenty ten, February twenty ten. It's like um yeah, Bangers on that album, well EP. As the Sun Goes Down is another popular one on that. The Bees Three O Threes and The Rabbit as a Weakling. Really, really good.
0: Hey you bring it all back now. I didn't realise all oh, they were all on that one EP because yeah the B's three oh three, yeah, uh, yeah recognise them. They were they were fantastic.
1: Yeah, iconic.
0: Yeah. As the Sun Goes Down, fantastic stuff. See now, yeah, now it's just like, changed up.
1: Yeah, and I love the warpiness of this next bit in the track. That sort of uh, baseline element of the sort of warpy sense with a break-up cool vibe. It's good. There's a
0: great track by SpongeBob called Advert Carnage. You made it a couple of years back. Uh, no, that's one of... I'm, uh, oh, that's a brilliant tune. It's one of my favourite.
1: Yeah, so good, isn't it?
0: So Brilliant, that's, that's just that's just character though, you know.
1: Um, <laughs> constantly managing to pull things out of the bag that no one else had thought of.
0: And I'm sure someone that knew something about music theory would say, Oh, yeah, so he was using an arpeggio with a diminutive five or whatever. I don't know, I don't know if that sort of stuff is up, but you know, actually, musically, technically, sounds correct.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't, I, I'm not that great at my music theory personally. Um, it's great
0: as it great right pianist as well. SpongeBob. Oh, that bass! <laughs> Give me some more. Yeah, definitely. Yes, it's a good selection, man. This is a good. Se- That's a problem as well. Sometimes you can get an EP, and the, the tracks on it are just so amazing. <laughs> you can overlook something like this. Yeah. And that's, again, there is no agenda to talking tunes. You know, some people go with tunes that mean something to them or, you know, had their first kiss listening to this tune sort of stuff or whatever. Some people just go for pure bangers. And I respect for you on this one, man. Pure bangers, the whole lot.
1: (laughs) I kept getting distracted. trying to find the tunes for this. Every single album, pretty much, I spent about an hour on, just flicking through each of the tracks from the side. But yeah, I was going to try and think of all, you know, some really, really meaningful tracks to me and stuff like that, but I just thought I'd just go for all, all the tunes that have just been bangers over the years for me, that just that I can listen to over and over again that just uh, make me feel good, basically.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: this one's treasure hunt. Should Ch- Ch- door lock? It's um, a rave tool. Well, it's not a rave tool, actually. It's released on not a rave tool. It's um, an internet sort of label just releasing NXE. A spin on the internet label rave tool. Yeah, this, this is a pretty mad tune. It's a really good representation of my favorite types of nightcore, just absolutely mental, silly, silly stuff. Stuff that you listen and you think, oh God, what is this? But then still you look around the room and everyone's smiling. And you find that those sort of sets, you get everyone, you know, you pump everyone up with so much energy, everyone's just so hyped up, it's just a really good vibe. And you manage to attract everyone in the building with ADHD.
0: Like if I was driving my car, I'd be in a ditch by
1: now. <laughs> it is a bit much, but then again, so am
0: I. I wonder as well, like with BPMs, because it's one of those things that just creeps up and creeps up and creeps up. Um, you know, I used to think that 170 was quite fast. And then I thought, oh, 200, that's, that's a fast, fast tune at 200. But like, I don't know, what do you think is the... I mean, this a stupid question, right? What do you think the... What's your favourite BPM?
1: Um... It is a hard one, um, but overall, it's got to be 160, I think. Really? Yeah, there's so many genres that can fit at 160 and sound good. It's like a good midpoint for combining loads of elements from different genres, I feel. It's definitely probably weird to hear me say that because all my tunes are like 200 plus. But <laughs> but I do love really fast tunes, but overall, I have to say, yeah, 160 is great, great BPM. Here's another one which is 200.
0: <laughs> the best reggaeton mix ever.
1: Yeah, Santa Cima Virgin Maria, which is DJ Detwiler alias Old Alias. Ah. And it isn't lying. Uh, I think this is the best reggaeton remix ever. <laughs> well, I couldn't. I couldn't I shouldn't be saying that because I've just released a sort of reggaeton EP with Weird XA So, so it's, it's the best after our EP. <laughs> That's
0: not a legit reggaeton EP, though. That's a nightcore version, right?
1: Yeah, well, Pareo core, apparently.
0: Oh, right, what's Pareo core?
1: This Pareo is a sort of like Spanish genre, um, it's very similar to reggaeton. Um, so basically just, yeah, Pareo, but with core on the end, sped up and made the hard. <laughs> but yeah, this one was on um, the Swordfish Split album on there with um, like a collab album with SpongeBob SquareWave. So yeah, more open up. But yeah, again, this tune, just the hecticness of it. is uh, one of the japanese breakcore producers i'm pretty sure um someone else had this tune in their talking tunes recently but it was uh, the track name was a dj Sharpnel tune but um, it's confusing because it's like i'm pretty sure dj Sharpnel is um an alias which has a few different uh, of the japanese breakcore uh, artists under it so, people release as DJ Sharpnall, but it's not necessarily one DJ. I'm pretty sure that's the case, but um, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Locktech is one of my favorite Japanese breaker artists, alongside um, with Lalipo. They're just, uh, yeah, lots of high energy stuff, again. But yeah, Locktech and L'Lipo had a has an alias called uh, Lieber British samplinger and all their, their hashtag genres on Soundcloud is down as construction, which is a sort of genre which I'm pretty sure it's just loads of magic from loads of different genres all stuck together, which kind of fits the theme of uh, this mix.
0: So Lobster B had DJ Sharpnell in his list. Was it Lobster and B, he, yeah. Yeah, and he had speed it was called Speed Disco Volume Two.
1: Ah yeah, that would have just been what this tune was the, the sort of um the VA that this tune was released on then probably.
0: Ah, there you go. Lobster B. Lobster B. Sort your shit out, mate.
1: <laughs> but yeah, out of all the um, sort of sharp north-style tunes, I have to pick this one because each of the sections are just, yeah, just the energy is not lost in any of the sections where some of them, some of the uh, Japanese break or stuff, you can have really good sections and then like a massive long breakdown, which throws you off a bit. But this track is just constant buggers. <laughs> definitely the right track to
0: represent this sort of style. So I'm going to give you a hard time now, mate, because we're getting to the end now. We've had a bit of a conversation, we had a bit of banter. I feel like oh, i have giving you a hard time. Nightcore for Total Sluts, right? I'm not too sure if 20 years from now, people will look back at that and say, you can't have had that word sluts in the name of an album or the name of a label.
1: You're, you're, well, you're probably right, but... I've had this conversation with a few different people that were sort of pondering the same question, including my mum. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> but the whole Nightcore potato sluts thing is, it's supposed to be like music sluts, because like, with Nightcore, it's just taking any genre, anything, and just sort of like, fuck it up. Yeah, so it's kind of just like a slutty label where anyone can sort of do anyone else's music rather than like specifically this nightcore is for a person who is a slut it's more just like this nightcore is slutty (laughs) but also music sluts that want to listen to it so I'll probably have to explain that in a sort of bio or something at some point but um, yeah obviously there's no offence meant by it and I think being slutty is a good thing as well. Absolutely,
0: yeah in certainly certainly music terms (laughs) as it's meant, yeah totally understand that man I don't know, just whenever I'm putting your stuff out on the radio, I never say that last word, so...
1: Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> you can say N40S instead, if you like. Yeah.
0: This tune has got a lot going on, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. Seven minutes long as well,
0: I think. Nah, let's show you over with it, man, because like I said, the whole thing's only 61 minutes. It's probably the shortest talking tunes going. Uh, anyway. Which is all right, you know. And some people sneaked a few extra tunes in, uh, so maybe you're kicking yourself afterwards, going, oh man, I should have slipped a few extra in." This is all one tune, right?
1: Sounds like six. I know, right? It is well, I guess that's why it's called, kind of called construction. It's just like adding loads of different tunes together and forming one track. It's almost like a mini mix in a way.
0: So what do you think the future holds for the label or for doing nights, things like that? What do you want to do once we get out of lockdown?
1: At the moment, I've got nothing planned for physical nights, Okay, yeah. Hang on, let me delete that
0: question then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, no, I'm joking.
1: Uh, oh, right. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I've got loads and loads of more releases coming out. So, yeah, every month at least there'll be new um, new releases coming out. Um, I've got a load of new stickers coming out with weird NXE um, I've got some um, nitails no lots of hoodies that are out at the moment as well and um, as soon as everything opens up a bit more I definitely will be putting some more nights on but I just haven't started um, organizing that yet because I've just been so busy with everything else but um, Oh, there is actually a couple of things, which is really interesting, but I'm not 100% sure I can confirm it. But a little birdie told me that there might be a Night Total Sluts takeover in Perth in Australia at some point. Oh, wow. Um, and there was also talks of, what, of doing a Night of Total Sluts tour of the West Coast of the USA, but I'm, that's looking less likely than Perth. There's um, a crew in Perth that, uh, yeah seem keen to take me and a couple others over to do a couple of warehouse parties so fingers crossed that that happens because that would be mega
0: i don't know if you've looked on google maps but perth is a long way away right
1: yeah yeah <laughs> it's mad to think that someone would pay uh, their plane costs just for a night call but there you go but yeah fingers crossed for that Hopefully that's going to happen. But if that doesn't happen, we're going to have our own nights on probably in Bristol um, very soon. But in the meantime, keep an eye out for merch and releases coming
0: out. I mean, I've been putting nights on myself and uh, I kind of enjoyed the break for the last year and a half. Uh, But I feel like I need to go out to someone else's night and just enjoy it as a punter for a while. And just be like, oh
1: yeah, I remember what it was like to put on a night. Yeah, definitely. It'll refresh your sort of um, inspiration as well for your own.
0: I feel like I feel like I've done all to do. Like, what do I do? I need to find DJs or no venue. Venue. I need to find a venue for <laughs> oh, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm rusty at it. Now another Don Daddy, Meow Meow. Love this guy.
1: Yeah, Meow Meow is one of my all time favorite break call producers. This is a chick called Catacomb. I'm pretty sure it's about a couple years old. Yeah, Meow Meow, he's called Dax in real life. He's been a constant source of inspiration not just musically, but artistically as well. He's, I, th- I think he's so underrated for the amount of uh, like top quality content he puts out. He's still rated well. I know a lot of people rate him really highly, but I just think he should be, you know, famous. He's amazing.
0: I think he doesn't put out enough music, but that's the thing. <laughs> more, more. He needs to put out more, yeah.
1: He's done a remix of one of my tunes as well, which is out on Suckpuck Records, um, Somebody Scream EP. Uh, yeah, the original tune, Somebody's Scream, they got um, Meow Meow, Fat Free Moss and PZG to remix. So that's out um, a while back on Suckpuck Records.
0: Yeah, how did we manage to go a whole hour before mentioning Suckpuck? I know, I know.
1: Yeah, I'm actually surprised I haven't got any Suckpuck tunes on this. I'm hoping you to start over, man. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I wish I'd added a couple of extra side tunes on the end. <laughs> but yeah, he's got, um, yeah, miyamon has got 159 tracks on SoundCloud. That is like absolutely mad work rate. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: he's done his uh, producer mix as well up on, uh, on the so- Solid Sound
1: one as well. So uh, yeah, and no, a big respectful guy. Um... Nice, nice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was, I was going to make a remix for him at one point as well, but um, I've had a couple laptop laptops die in the past um, about a couple years or so, and uh, the progress I made got deleted, so I never ended up finishing it, which is a shame.
0: That's annoying when laptops die. It really is. Uh, what can I say? Regular backups.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've learned from my mistakes. All my projects are getting uploaded to Splice, and I've got a cloud, and uh, yeah, there's a backups now speaking of meow meow um he's got a um alter alias which i really really wanted to mention because i feel like nobody has found it like the um, attention on soundcloud is just next to nothing and i really really love these tunes um it's called tentacles um i think you can get to that soundcloud page via meow meow's main page but yeah it's a sort of um weird it's basically like meow meow's normal types of tunes just like high energy um yeah, crazy stuff, but the tempo is lowered quite a lot and it's more like sort of baselining technology rather than, like, hardcore. But yeah, that's definitely worth checking out. It's tentacles.
0: Cool, yeah, I have done um, some good, good stuff on that. Unfortunately, there's only so many hours in the day. That's the big problem, isn't it? Yeah. I find people send me music a lot and I feel really bad for it because, like, they'll send me music and they're excited to get feedback but I'm like, I'll listen to that tomorrow you know, I just haven't got the time to listen to it
1: today especially if they do not reply to that message and then you you haven't got an unread message in your inbox you completely forget
0: oh man, yeah I feel really rude not replying to people's messages but I, I leave them unread to remind me to come back tomorrow
1: yeah, no, it's the way to do it, definitely
0: as a pattern, the way you can count, you know, the 16 bars and then the end of the bar punctuation, you know? I often say that to people, it's that, that being able to count 16, and it's like the last one, two, three, four, you know? So I'm saying like now, you've got the bang, bang, bang.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love um, his production style as well, because, like, technically, it's, it's quite raw. Like, all of the sounds, yeah. I don't know how i to describe it apart from Raw, but I can sort of relate to that production style. There's not that many, like, um, you know, it's not like all these crazy pans everywhere and really complex. It's just like just straight down the middle, Raw. Yeah, it sort of, yeah, really sort of really uh, resonates with me.
0: And then you get to the end of 32 bars, and it's like no breather, no breakdown. You get a little twiddle, and then we're on to some more. go on to boys no stopping no
1: stopping yeah like that bit before the sort of breaky bit that was the breakdown like there's no uh <laughs> did you blink <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> oh man so look we've come to the end of that one can't believe it but there we go an hour cool well it was fun thanks for taking the time to take the call man and uh, talk tunes
1: Nice one. Well, yeah. I hope everyone enjoyed the tunes, and uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's been, um, yeah, it's been really fun, especially just like going through all these old tunes and finding them for myself, like uh, a good inspiration for when I make my next sets.
0: Cheers, then. bye now, man.
2: Thanks. Cheers.